You're listening to the Creatively Connected Classroom Podcast, episode number 34. Welcome to the Creatively Connected Podcast from Education Closet. Connecting teachers and ideas one glue stick at a time. Here's your hosts and K-12 Art Chat founders, Matt and Laura Grundler. This is Matt and Laura, and welcome to another episode of the Creatively Connected Classroom. We are interviewing ourselves today because of our chat that we did last time was all about surviving till the end of the school year. How are we interviewing ourselves? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Surviving. Clearly surviving. Surviving. We're uh, at our wit's end. As we, I mean, here in Texas, we're, we're coming to the end. We're about 15 days, I think, something like that. I don't keep count. I, I try not to just because that helps my own sanity. And what? I, I would like to see our questions from the chat. Oh, okay. And we, we, we talk about tips and tricks for your own well-being because that's that's the biggest part is to keep yourself going and at a good level yeah I, you know my I it's hard I'm not on the the teacher cycle anymore but I feel the teacher cycle because I work with about 100 art teachers and, and you're so and I'm married to one. <laughs> and even the kids I think people forget that kids also feel oh this end of the year thing going on yeah I mean we've had these discussions lately about our three children not having a hard time getting them up in the morning and and being there uh, I think I think that the whole push and the end of the year stuff is is just it's like being on a on a treadmill and you're just going 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 and then it, for teachers it's like a boom you fall off the back of the treadmill yeah you, there's no like <laughs> slowing down yeah. right like no, I, I feel not. like I feel like that that's how it is I don't feel like that there's like if you were doing a a, 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 a an run, an actual run, you would you would build up your momentum and then you would slow down and then you gradually down. get off. But I think I in my mind I visualize what it feels like for teachers is that it's that YouTube video where they're on the treadmill and they're running and then boom and they're falling off the back. Yeah. You know, I think that that's really what it feels like. And you have. When you start the year, you do feel refreshed, hopefully. Hopefully Hopefully. you didn't work all summer. That's a misnomer. I think that people think, oh, teachers get the whole summer off. And uh, we all know that you're doing professional learning, that you're teaching summer school, Mm -hmm. that you're managing your own children because it's not, you know, we don't have daycare. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, you just, you're, you're doing all kinds of things. And then in the summertime, the other thing that we're doing is planning for the next school year. Mm-hmm. You know, you're sitting down there, you're mapping out your curriculum, you're looking at what, See the you know, successes were and reflecting, yeah, hopefully on, reflecting on what worked and what didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's, there's a lot to this last three to four weeks for teachers that, that are really challenging. Yeah. I know for you next week and for the kids, especially in our state, we've gone to this very late testing schedule, testing schedule which has its pluses and minuses. I mean, I, I mean, think the pluses the that kids that had, are struggling. Well, the kids, the the minuses, the kids that are struggling, who have been struggling all year in their testing, they're getting pulled out of different classes, and usually it's 
the arts that kind of takes that but you know but then you have the positives where they're getting that help that they need and they're well and you've had as it, for all kids it gives them the teachers a little bit longer to to make sure that they that standards are met that mm-hmm. they've they've hopefully been able able to master the the standards and the material before actually taking the test you know when you take the test early in april you're like well i still have six weeks to get all these things taught that we didn't get taught. So, I mean, that's the bonus. I think the negative is that kids are tired. Mm -hmm. Teachers Mm -hmm. are tired. So, I mean, one of our questions was, you know, how do you evaluate that? How do you, the goals that you have set for your kids, how do you make sure that you've met them? I mean, what are ways to do that? I, I think that's where collaboration is key. I mean, if you really have good planning protocols and you have a team This is always a little different for the creatives because a lot of times the creative teachers are the singleton teachers, the Mm -hmm. teachers that don't have a team. And that's where you have to find your team on other campuses. It's where you have to make time to sit down with other teachers, um, which is a little bit more challenging. But, you know, if I were on an ELA team, an English um, team, I would probably hopefully be sitting down all through the school year with that team and talking about those goals and talking about what our students' needs are, and then evaluating them as you as you move forward, and this would be the time that I would start reflecting on on did we did we meet those goals? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I mean, in a different way maybe than I've been reflecting all year, um, in in a meaningful way to say, okay, so this year this item analysis was not working how might I tackle it differently for next year those Mm -hmm. kinds of conversations and I think also within that giving yourself grace I think we're so hard on ourselves as teachers Mm -hmm. and it's every year is different every kid is different every interaction you have is different every family is different you know it's not like we're working with a static product right oh yeah no kids 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 and their families are totally different you know from each kid they're totally different from each day so that's I mean that's something I'm learning with with the middle Middle schoolers day to day yeah it's the same kid but it's not the same kid like as far as their things that may have happened to them or whatever or going on in their families so I think just allowing yourself that grace and understanding that um, and that you go into it every day doing the best job you can do. Well, and I think that goes to that next question that we had, which was, you know, priorities or goals for the end of the year. And I, it sounds like that should be one of your goals is give yourself a little bit of a break. Like as far as grace, you know, not saying, oh, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible teacher because I didn't accomplish this one thing. Right. Or, oh, I still have these papers I have to grade. And, you know, I didn't get to them today, so I'm a terrible teacher or whatever. But Yeah, I I definitely think that your priority needs to be self-love and care at the end of the year. And then also, I think the priority is to make every moment count. Mm -hmm. I think one of the falls, and you say this a lot, is you get really frustrated when people are counting down the days. Mm -hmm. Because you you just want to teach till the end. And you want to make every class period count. And I feel like maybe that comes a little bit from your experience being an elementary teacher where you didn't get to see the kids every day. True. Because 
50 minutes with them once a week, you had to make every, every minute every count. second. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is always something that I think you tend to focus on. Oh, I think that's also a, a mentality that I grew up with doing, doing sports was you push, you keep pushing until it's, until it's finished. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm waiting for the bell to ring. Yes. But I'm, I'm pushing constantly until that's the, the bell rang. So, so I think that there's um, there's a lot of, you know, different things you can look at as your own personal priorities. But I think in the in the end, it just it, it boils down to reflecting on that and and giving yourself a little bit of grace. What was our next question? Let's see. Our next question was as a, as a veteran teacher, I mean, I guess we've kind of already talked about this, but as a veteran teacher, reaching out and checking in on some of the newer teachers, some of the first year teachers, some of the, even the second year teachers, giving them advice, not necessarily on like, oh, you have to do this, but just, you know, checking in with them and making sure they're doing all right. Yeah. I think, I think we forget that the end of the year also includes a lot of crazy things oftentimes, like packing up your whole storage room well or, um, I mean the, the the campus has checklists and things like oh you've mm-hmm. got to make sure to have this done you've got to have this signed off by you know this person or or whatever your team leader or whatever but um and that can get stressful you know, well, I yeah know, especially when you don't know the campus as well mm-hmm. or you don't know who to go for, for what piece, or you've, you've inherited a classroom that was owned <laughs> by somebody that taught for 20 years and has like all these things. And you're like, I don't even know what this is used for. Yeah. And who gives me permission to throw this away? Can I throw um, it away? Can, can I, can, can, yeah. I supposed to keep it? All of those yeah. things. I think that it's really important for the veteran teachers to, um, not necessarily handhold, no. but just, uh, but just check in, just check in. And, and, say, and remember when it was those difficult end of the year. Like, I don't know, almost sometimes I don't know what the priority is as a new, <laughs> new teacher because I'm being given directives from my administrators. Mm-hmm. I'm being given directives from my curriculum coordinator. I'm being given directives from parents, you know, all yeah, of these yeah. things that they're kind of piling up and, I, I don't know how to, it, it becomes overwhelming, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, and I think, I think it also, then the shoe falls onto the beginning teacher too, as far as it's okay to ask those questions. Cause I think sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm a new teacher. I'm supposed to know all these answers and know everything. If you don't, you don't, but ask, Right. you know, right. Yeah. I mean, that's what we say. That's what we expect from our students. If they don't know or are stuck somewhere, ask. Right. So. And that'll help save a new teacher from being hyperly stressed out because then they'll have an answer. Yeah, I mean, we see it all the time. New teachers getting sick constantly because they're just overwhelmed and stressed out. Mm-hmm. And so whatever we can do to help help them through that process is really important. So I think surviving the end of the year means also leaning into to each other mm-hmm. and and asking questions and saying it's okay if you don't know, but you, you have to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the things that helps, helps save our, our mental stressors is reflecting on all the good stuff too. see what, see what those kids have made, see what they've accomplished, see what strides you've made 
as a teacher, you know, where, where have you made improvements? Um, and you know, even at the middle school level, you still get those little notes or you still get those messages from kids that they're, they don't want to give to you in the middle of class, but they want, they'll give them to you or they'll leave them at your desk or whatever, you know, all folded up and wadded up in a certain way. And, you know, hold on to those because as things do get stressful, you look back on those and just be like, okay, I did make an impact. I my, did. my first year teaching, there was a, there was a, a teacher in our building that gave me a little book and she said, it's your blue sky folder. And your blue sky folder was where you kept all those little notes mm-hmm. from kids and parents. And you put all those little notes in that book. And then on the really hard days, you would open up that book and remember why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. I had a great example of that about a week, two weeks ago. I went into a high school to visit um, some teachers and a kiddo that I had met when she was in middle school ran up to me and gave me a hug. Remember, I'm not even a teacher at this point. Um, I'm a coordinator. So I don't get to have these wonderful interactions with, with students anymore. And it's it, that's one of the hardest things about what I do. But she was a really interesting kid with really interesting sketchbooks and I just had to say you know you need to stay in art and she at the time was telling me oh, I, I'm not able to stay in art and I I made the effort to to talk to her mom and she's been in art two years <laughs> in high school and is going to be in AP art next year and you know I she ran up to me and she was doing this most beautiful portrait it was an acrylic paint mm-hmm. it was gorgeous and I I just was so just as she was thankful for me, I was eternally grateful to see her, mm-hmm. to see her being happy and joyful in, in the process of being an artist and learning. And so those are the moments that you have to hang on to. Like, yeah. that is why we do what we do. It's about the students. I mean, I, there's one that I would, I was sad. I wasn't able to see the student, um, but some, a student had left a note and a, and a little flyer that was talking about this show that they were doing. They were getting ready to graduate uh, and they have to do a senior show. And their piece made the cover of this senior show flyer. And I don't even remember how many years I taught this student as an elementary kid, but they wrote me this little sticky note and said, thank you, Mr. Grandler for keeping me in art and interested in art and, here's what my work is. And her piece was this figure on the front of a IB show. So beautiful. Hey there, it's Susan from education closet. Did you know that we have five online classes to help you meet your PD hour requirements? Each arts integration and steam course has been recently updated and is now worth 25 PD hours and podcast listeners get a special discount. Just go to educationcloset.com forward slash courses, pick your course, and enter the code podcast at checkout to get 15% off any course. Looking forward to seeing you in class soon. Now, let's get back to the conversation. I mean, that's just, that's really what it's, it's really. And I have it up on my desk still. Yeah, I mean, we do it because we want to see kids grow, but, Mm -hmm. and we have to remember that, you know, even though we don't get to see that every single day, that that's, that's what it's all about. And I, I, I think that those are what keeps you going in the hard times. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for For sure. sure. So what else, what else helps you survive the end of the school year, Matt? 
I mean, I find that when I've had like our, our Friday night involves us journaling. And I think just making sometimes just making for the sake of making sometimes. And it just, it helps you to kind of just detach your brain from the, all the week and just kind of create. And there's, there's quite a bit of joy in just creating. You know, it's funny. Owen said the same thing to me today. He said, mom, you know why I like video games so much and like Minecraft. And I said, no, he's like, it's because my brain can just be there. It's not everywhere else. Mm -hmm. And I said, I get that. That's exactly. And I said almost exactly what you just said to him is that that's why I love to create because when I'm in the mode of painting or in my journal and just working, that's when I can tune out all the other stuff stuff. Mm -hmm. And so whatever it is that you find for yourself, that's the way to tune that out. I think that's helpful. I, I'm going to, you know, as much as we are in social media and on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else, I have also taken up well, turning my phone off yeah, for well, a you while. T- you took a break for I took all the, the whole weekend. Yeah, Easter weekend. So, I took the whole weekend off. I just turned it, was it off. It a long weekend and you just were like, hey, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, you know, even... I, I know people will text me over the weekend. I'm not as good about this during the work week and I need to get better. It's like, you know, if it's six o'clock at night, I need to just put it away. Mm-hmm. But on the weekends, I'm not real quick to respond to text or anything because I'm I'm not, I don't wear my watch. I don't mm-hmm. wear my, my Apple watch. And I don't, um, I just, I try to kind of disconnect from the tech over mm-hmm. the weekends, mm-hmm. um, which is helpful to me. I, you know, I'm not diagnosed with ADHD or anything like that, but I do have a brain that's really a ping pong kind of like (laughs) there's ideas sparking all the time and I'm always thinking about the next thing. And I'm always thinking about teachers and students and how to help and what needs to be done and next steps, those kinds of things. And so I need to zoom out some way and disconnect. And one of the things I've found for me that helps is, is putting my phone away, away for a little while. I mean, we did a, we did a chat a while back where it was, you know, your emotion, your social emotional health, like Mm -hmm. as a teacher, because Mm -hmm. we do sometimes forget about that at at any time, not just the end of the year. But one of the things that was somebody had mentioned that they do is that they set aside a certain time that as soon as they get home, they go and take their dog on a walk or they, they just sit outside and just enjoy the silence for a little bit. Well, Um, and you're good at like, you know, you've taught our three children the breathing techniques. mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I think that just remembering that piece of it is helpful is like, just take a deep breath, (laughs) you know, like it, it's okay. Yeah. I think as, as you grow and you get older (laughs) for whatever that is, you realize that you do, you realize that things tend to work out like, you know. But I think you just have to, again, zoom out a little bit and, and take a deep breath. And I love that you teach our kids how to do that because that's something that is, is really helpful for them um, and something that you can use your entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's funny you bring that up because I was thinking of your mom who always tells or who used to always tell you and us as we were newly started parents stressing about our son was where does it rate, you know, between one and 10? Yeah. Where, where's the priority? And I, and I think that's, you know, if that requires you writing it down and saying, okay, these are my priorities for right now. 
Yeah, she, at the time when we were having Owen and we were excited and scared and all of those things, you know, new parent things 12 years ago, my mom was also going through um, some serious chemo for ovarian cancer. And so she was a very reflective person and she had this one to 10 scale. And I think we both use that regularly now. I mean, whether we use it in that sense or not, but then we kind of go, okay, priority is. Well, you know, she used to say like on, on the one to 10, what is cancer? Mm -hmm. And for her, cancer was maybe like a four or a five. And you would think because she was dying of cancer that That it would would be, it would be the 10, right? But her 10, because she was such um, an academic and she, (laughs) her 10 was not being able to communicate or not being able to read. You know, there, there's a book, um, short story from the seventies called Johnny Got Your Gun, I think is what it's called. And it's, it's a man basically that is trapped in his body. He's not able to see or communicate or hear. And he's also lost feeling. I think he's paralyzed completely. And so that's her 10 or was her 10, mm-hmm. you know, that that not being able to experience the world around you and communicate with the world around you would be a 10. Having cancer was a four or five, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I try to think <clears throat> in terms of that often. Thank you for bringing that up because I do, I, I, I even, I say that to people a lot, you know, mm-hmm. what's your, what, where, where does this fall in a one to 10? Because just putting things in perspective helps. Well, and, 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 you know, as we mentioned during this podcast, just having, you know, being okay with what you choose to do and not beating yourself up over it and know that everybody's one to 10 is not going to be the same one to 10. Yeah. So, well, and you know, I, I'm going to say like, for me, this time of year is really, even though I'm not into the year teaching what I'm doing right now, is trying to ready for next year. I'm trying to get things ready for next year. I'm trying to help close out things. We have something like eight or nine different renovations on, on track for this summer. So that means getting, helping teachers get their rooms ready so that the very last day of school, when kids leave the room, the the construction starts, you know, so that means packing things, getting rid of things. In addition to that, it's, you know, trying to get summer school ready. (laughs) because summer school starts Um, meetings with builders and contractors all of those all of those things you know my job is such a strange job and (laughs) um a great job I love my job but it's just a lot of varied things and then on top of it right now I'm looking to hire art teachers to help help principals hire art teachers I don't I don't actually do the hiring but what I do is I evaluate uh, the their their personality more well, or less. No, not, not, per, not, no, 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 not personality. Sorry, not personality. No, their, their content understanding, their, their understanding of content, definitely how they would fit on the campus is up to the principals, but I'm trying to be the liaison to help them find the, the teachers that know the content and really what our philosophy in our school district is. So it's very, and then, you know, as, as soon as another resignation comes in, it's, it's, looking for you all over you start over again because then you're like oh and i I need to find more candidates and Mm -hmm. different things so you know it's all of that and you're you're really hoping to work with all of these different personalities and it's just it's you're being stretched um so i fully understand the teacher's frustrations but in a different way and so i'm really having to remember what my why is and Mm -hmm. so ultimately i think that that's that's what keeps you going and mm-hmm. during the, the hard times of the school year um, and, and survival mode is what is your why? Mm-hmm. My why is to help 
facilitate the very best visual art program in the state of Texas, you know, or yeah. in the country. And, and that why means getting what students need, helping principals find what they need, mm -hmm. helping um, teachers with having resources that they need. Those are my whys. And so knowing your why, I think, is really helpful. So, I mean, I think as we wind up, I think basically the biggest thing is just to know your priorities, know what they're going to be, be easy on yourself and know that if you don't get something done, don't beat yourself up over it. Yeah. I mean, I think if, if you, you look at those priorities, you look at what's being demanded of you for or expected of you from mm -hmm. your administration and you make sure to meet those goals and just do the very best you can every day. And if you have a question or if you're have a concern or not sure how to go about something, ask somebody. Yeah, as your mom says. <laughs> Don't be a pumpkin head. Don't be a pumpkin head. So, yes. So, we certainly appreciate you guys listening to this, this podcast. Hopefully, it helps. Um, and we wish you guys all the best of luck in surviving your school year, the end of your school year, I should say. Deep breaths. So. You got this. <laughs> all right. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Heads up, seven up, friends. If you've been enjoying these episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Creatively Connected Classroom podcast. You'll get a notification every time we release a new episode each and every week. And take a screenshot and put it on your favorite social media, Twitter, Insta, Facebook, you name it. Tag Education Closet and K-12 Art Chat so we can reach out and say thanks. And if you really love us with all the feels, give us a review and or a rating over on iTunes. It helps others find the show and connect with our incredible community. Thanks for all your support.